I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The Small Business Show on irishexaminer.com for a different view on Irish business. And you're very welcome back to The Small Business Show. Now we've tackled uh, gender equality in the workspace and, uh, of course, here in Ireland and across the world as well on this show many times before. And another interesting report that's come out this week uh, comes from Oxfam. It's the G20 and Gender Equality Report, which they launched this week. And I'm delighted that uh, Jim Clarkin from Oxfam Ireland uh, joins me on the line. Jim, you're very welcome to The Small Business Show. Thank you very much, Kieran. Uh, now, your report, the G20 and Gender Equality Report, uh, tell us, first of all, what's contained in the report and how long did it take to do something like this? Well, I suppose just a little bit of background first in terms of Oxfam's kind of role and position mm. within all of this. I mean, we see gender inequality as one of the most fundamental obstacles to er- eradicating poverty globally. Mm. And it's, it's important to, for everybody to know that it's not a, just a women's issue. This is a women for the f- an issue for the family. It's an issue for the community. It's an economic and, and social issue for the, for the entire society. And just to give a, li- a little bit of, you know, example of the impact globally, um, in the extreme poverty end of the spectrum, there are more than a billion people living in extreme poverty. Over 70% of them are women or girls. And the, the gap between rich and poor is widening. So that's having, so the, the impact on women and girls is getting worse. And globally, women um, perform about two-thirds of the world's work. They produce at least half of the world's food, yet they only earn 10% of the world's income and just one, own just 1% of the world's property. So the the global gaps are enormous, um, and then obviously less so in the developed or wealthier part of the world, but still mm. quite quite a lot to be done. Why in in the West do we still have disparity? I mean, we are supposed to be the first world countries, and we are supposed to be the driving force behind equality and making sure that women have the same equality as men. So why is it here in the West that we still have this same problem going on? I think there's an assumption that the that equality has been arrived at, that we're there and that we have been there for some time. And that's not at all the truth. I mean, even in a country like Ireland, which is arguably quite progressive on, on many of these issues, uh, there's a 13% pay gap. Um, the only 30% of management positions are held by women. And then when you go up to senior management and board level, it's, it's much, much lower than that. Um, and, and then the, the other key issue, I suppose, is is how much of the unpaid work in society has been carried out by women. So domestic work, looking after children and elderly people and people with illnesses and so on, also is not factored into GDP. I mean, there's there's a a statistic in the report that if that was factored into GDP across the world, it could add 20 to 60 percent additional income. Um, So things would would change, but that's not the case. And uh, one of the startling trends from this is that if, if, if we were to continue in the trajectory we're on at the moment in terms of the bridging the pay gap globally, it would take a full 75 years for women worldwide to achieve equal pay for equal work. So a very long way to go. 
some certainly progress in in countries like Ireland and in, in OECD countries where you have uh, legislation that that ensures certain things must happen. But we we still know that the progression hasn't happened to the extent it has, and it's a wider issue. I mean, we need to look at issues like childcare. Ireland is one of the most expensive places in the world for childcare. Mm. There's a kind of a disincentive there for women who've had children to go back to work, so it, it halts their career or it slows down their careers. You know, very brilliant people are, are denied that opportunity to, to lead that they should have. Um, and then we have a disproportionate number of women at the lower end in the, at the, the minimum wage or just above part of our, of our economy. So they're still, they're still in those spaces and, and that needs to be addressed too. Is it a case of, of it being a cultural issue or is this kind of businesses saying, well, you know, they, they realize that there's a family aspect of it here. You know, for example, women get pregnant, they have to take off work. So that, that there's that culture there of why should I pay so much for a woman to work here when she's going to be gone for 12 months, 18 months, etc. when she has a baby? Is there, is there still that cultural, psychological difference still that remains? Uh, I'm sure there is. But and and if if we change that around slightly to say well either parent can take off that leave, mm. then the employer wouldn't even have a for a moment to think well do I employ the woman do I employ the man, uh, I employ the best person and and that's it and they, they decide who you know the, within the family they decide because they they'll have the same rights who stays off or who who spends time away from work. And so certainly those kind of things would, would make a big difference. But the other thing that um, is important for businesses to know that it, there's evidence that commercial teams that reflect the demographics of their own markets are much more effective and they, they respond much quicker to market trends. So it is in the business interest to ensure better balance also. Is there any examples of a country that has a very, very small pay gap between men and women or equal pay from men and women, and is and if there is, what can we emulate? Well, we've seen in recent times uh, in Quebec and Canada, um, they, there's been a, a very strong state intervention in terms of childcare subsidisation to a very you know to, to reduce it to a very low cost, which has had a dramatic impact on women who've had children going back to work. So there are those kind of things that we know do work, and then more progressive policies, but also. We need leadership to identify it. I mean, we need political leadership. We need business leadership to see that this uh, there's an advantage in here for businesses if if they get this right, that um, that you know their their business will will be better off, uh, which mm. makes makes a lot of sense. And then then you could look at uh, other issues such as the supply chains of of organisations. So you know the company that might be headquartered in Ireland but might have a supply chain throughout the world. I mean, there's a there's a strong responsibility on those types of business leaders to to be aware of what's happening in the different places that they source materials and ensuring that that women within those chains are being appropriately and fairly treated and that's not necessarily the case and it it, it can't just just because it's a subcontractor mean that we don't have responsibility for it of course we do and it, we, I mean, we talked mainly about the West there, but I mean, if we if we open it out, is religion and inherent built-in mindsets in cultures as well, in wider sense around the world, does that have a, a big impact on on the pay gap too? Surely, yeah. I mean, we we can't say it doesn't, but I I think there's a a tendency sometimes to. When we talk about religion and we talk about patriarchal societies, we think of somewhere out there. I mean, just remember what this country has gone through and what were, you know, the reports that are continually happening here about how women were treated in our, in our lifetime. 
Um, so and the legacy that still remains from that. So it certainly is societally a problem globally, and until until there's an insurance that you know it's it's about rights rather than about religion, then then we're you know we're we're going to be in a different place. But companies can do a lot about that too, and governments can do the most about that. I mean, mm-hmm. if they if they change the trajectory and 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 uh, ensure that it is, and we'd say that. If there's these things won't happen just naturally. I mean, the the movement and the change in Ireland didn't happen, you know, just progressively. It it happened because people came out and made it happen, mm. and because progressive political leaders and others were vocal and were ensured that step changes were made. Um, and I mean, my own mother had to stop working when she got married. I mean, these these kind of things happened in Ireland not all that long ago. So there is, you know, an importance that that it is, it's deliberate and planned that that these kind of changes are are happening and focused on. You see the what's what's happening in the next general election in terms of the focus on ensuring that there are quotas of women on on the ballot paper. Mm-hmm. Now people are entitled to vote for whoever they want, but now they have a cho- now they will certainly have a choice. And you know the the representation at the highest level is very important. People mightn't realise this, but the the only country in the world that has a majority of women in parliament is Rwanda, and the development trajectory for that country has changed dramatically in the last number of years. Mm-hmm. Ireland, uh, sadly, is actually one of the lowest in the OECD or in Europe. Um, but you know, we've made there's been some progress with the advancement of new people into the into the cabinet in the last week. Mm. Um, so, so, so some progress, but we we still have a distance to go. And finally, if the government sat you down in the room in a room and said, uh, "Give us some policies that you would like to see implemented that can help change this, or uh, certainly help it along the road," what would you say to them? I'd I'd answer it slightly differently, if you don't mind, because mm-hmm. what I would what I would say is that they need to be to look at all policies that are being developed and are being are being put through the process or being adjusted and say, right, try to look through those using a gender lens. So what's the kind of impact that that will have? I mean, for example, during the course of the, the austerity over the last number of years, which we know affected the poorest paid people the worst, the majority of them were women. The cuts to social care and education, health and so on, uh, disproportionately affects women. So it's it's each policy decision needs to have a gender specific lens and it's 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 not that complicated a thing to do and it just it requires the will and it requires the, that kind of level of vision to to do it mm. and perhaps uh, more women in government as you said uh, would be the key as well uh, given that angle uh, to sure, some of those policies sure, as well for sure but i would say that men can't be off the hook here i mean this is this is a societal issue and it's one that you will can benefit us all if we get it right. Mm-hmm. If, if if equality is realised, it's better for all of society, not just women. This has been identified, and this is, you know, there are dozens and dozens of reports I could refer to that have shown that is the case. So men need to play a key role in this as well. And it's not about women talking to each other; it's about society dealing with this issue and ensuring that it, that the result is 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 the benefit to all of us. If people want to find out more information, Oxfam.org, and they'll be able to find the G20 and Gender Equality Summary, the G20 and Gender Equality Summary. Uh, some very interesting reading there. Uh, Jim, you're very uh, welcome onto the Small Business Show, and thanks for coming on. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. 
Now, after the break, it's a catch-up with one of our business focuses we've had on before, Trigger Smart. On Formative, middle school kids from New York City public schools interview a phenomenal collection of grown-ups. Me, like, I don't know what I want to do. You don't have to have all the answers. I feel like a lot of people's favorite topics are, like, interest in their life. That is a really good answer. The podcast where the leaders of today are interviewed by leaders of tomorrow. Listen now at newyorkedge.org slash formative or wherever you get your podcasts. 